Welcome to Letters to Women, a podcast that explores the feminine genius. On this show, we've talked about marriage, dating, and engagement, and now is the time to talk about life as a single Catholic woman. In today's episode, A Letter to the Single Woman, When All Her Friends Are Dating, we visit about finding contentment in Christ and resting in his plan during the season of singleness. And you're welcoming to the show Dane Finney, who is a friend of a friend recommended <laughs> to this show um, after she had given a talk at Benedictine, where she currently works. Um, and we're just going to welcome her to the show to talk about life as a single Catholic woman. So welcome. Thanks Thank for you. coming. Thank you so much for me. And yeah. she's here in person, drove an hour, an hour-ish, give or take, from <laughs> Atchison to, to spend time with us here face-to-face. So we're really excited to have you. Yeah. Thank you so much, Chloe. Alrighty, so let's go ahead and dive right in. Can you tell us about your story as a Catholic woman? Sure. So I um, have always been Catholic my whole life. Mm -hmm. I grew up in St. Joe, Missouri. I'm an only child, and I have two very loving parents. Um, My dog was a staple in my family for for quite a while, and um, so was sport, and so was um, a loving extended family. A small Mm -hmm. one, albeit, but um, very loving indeed. So I had both sets of grandparents very close. Oh, that's great. And they traveled no matter where I played ball and watched me play all of them. And um, I loved school, and Mm -hmm. I still do. And just a real thirst for learning. Um, Yeah, just that's always been prevalent in my life. I went to public school, and then I got to high school, and I went to private. Mm -hmm. And I learned about the faith, and I went to Mass every Sunday. But really, um, I I would have considered myself a Catholic always. Mm -hmm but never met the person of Jesus until I was a sophomore in college. Mm-hmm. I was helped facilitated through a, a missionary, a varsity Catholic missionary. Nice. And she changed my life for the better. That's and awesome. that's where the, the groundwork was, was laid, I think. Mm-hmm. She quite literally took me by the hand and said, this is how you pray a rosary. Oh, this wow. is how you, rather than just the routine. Yeah. Um, yeah, we all come to it in our own way. And yeah. Rachel... <laughs> If you're listening, thank you. <laughs> and um, from there, I started doing leadership within the Catholic faith, which is hysterical. <laughs> um, but I was on a prayer team, did fast, did particular prayers every day, did an Ignatian meditation. Just I, I wanted to learn, and I wanted to yeah. run. And um, I gave up my sport, and I channeled all of that energies into getting to know the Lord. Wow. Um, yeah, and that's kind of the journey within that. I graduated from college with a ma- uh, my master's, that is incorrect, um, <laughs> graduated um, with education in, sec- in secondary mm-hmm. as well as Spanish, and I loved teaching. It was really fun, mm-hmm. um, but wanted to be a focused missionary for two years and did that and That's awesome. was sent in two different places, and then I've been back here at BC uh, working for the past three, which is wow. crazy. That's I'm so five cool. years old. It's cool. I feel so old. <laughs> um, but yeah, I still say that I'm a missionary. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so neat. And to like yeah. still have that on campus and that, that environment too, like for school and mission work, like combined into one. Such a gift. That's so cool. Such a oh, gift. I love it. <laughs> That's so neat. Uh, speaking of colleges. Okay. So a lot of women, when I was in college, I battled this too, um, where you battle a culture or maybe it's not like a, like a worldwide culture, but more of a campus culture too, that says like, you should be dating by the time you're a sophomore, you should be engaged by the time you're a senior, you should have your life planned out by the time that you graduate. And then, which, yeah, 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 yeah. which is crazy. Um, And how do we learn to rest in God's plan for our vocations and not stress about it, especially in the times where it doesn't like follow our timeline, which I did not succeed at in college at all. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And obviously I didn't either. Um, I think 
yeah, how do we learn to rest in God's plan for our vocations? I think, um, I think that's it right there. I think just resting, um, it is, it is no secret that our culture values doing. Yep. And, um, we are not human doings, we're human beings. Mm -hmm. And that is really challenging. (laughs) It's really challenging when you think, whether that be a simple day on a Saturday and you think there's four things I've been invited to. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's such a that's such a good thing yeah. that you have people that invite you to stuff. There's also a heaping pile of laundry and yep. all the <laughs> homework dishes. for college students yes. and all this. Dis- yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. All the dishes. Um, and I think to have a spirit of, I know, to have a spirit of this is these are the tasks that I can get done in the amount of time that I have. Mm-hmm. That's the best that I can do. But mm-hmm. it all comes with a spirit of, being throughout mm-hmm. um it's one thing to be going from thing to thing and talking to no one and looking straight down at the ground yeah. it's another thing to have an inviting spirit and say yeah whoever's in front of me is more important than folding this piece of laundry yes. or piece of clothing or washing this dish mm-hmm. way easier said than done yes. so i think uh-huh. learning how to rest is you still do your activities mm-hmm. um, but maybe after 10 minutes of prayer if you've never prayed in the morning yeah um um, if I don't pray in the morning, it's not happening that mm-hmm. day. It's just the way that I am. So that means I wake up earlier. That's the way that my system has to work. Yeah. Other people are night owls and they have the diligence to go at night. I do not. Yep. <laughs> Learn what works for you um, mm-hmm. and implement that. Have accountability within it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next part of this question, uh, how do we not stress if the timeline doesn't look quite like what we planned? Uh <laughs> Uh, it's not gonna look like we planned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just that's the end of the story. Um, and I think hearkening back to those phrases, uh, those scripture passages, mm-hmm. you know, the the birds of the air will be taken care of. Yep. So will you? Don't be anxious about that. And yeah. it's one thing for a friend to reassure us of that. That really does provide healing and consolation, where mm-hmm. we finally get the opportunity to say. Yeah, I'm stressed out about this because I'm supposed to be married in two years. And I've not even gone on a date. Yep. <laughs> you know, yep. there, that, that is a level of consolation to have a girlfriend that you can actually take that mask off mm-hmm. and say aloud, this is what's oh my gosh, the big years. scary monster. Yeah. I feel like I have to get married in two years mm-hmm. or three or one or two months, whatever it yep. is. Yeah. Um, that, that is a level of healing. But I think in the other ones to truly get back to scripture and to say, I'm not, the Lord is telling me directly, the scripture is living and active. Yep. And for him to say, to go to whatever passage that is that brings you delight, and that mm-hmm. is one of mine, is to say, do, be not anxious. Yep. <laughs> be not anxious. Mm-hmm. Um, Martha and Mary was the gospel yesterday. Martha, Martha, yes. you are troubled with many things. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> that, provides me, that provides me consolation, twofold. Martha was anxious, too. Yep. <laughs> You're not alone. <laughs> <laughs> You're not alone in that. And number two, um, I really, truly went to a talk in this woman portrayed it as Jesus saying like baby girl there's room at my feet too like come sit with me yeah. um, so yesterday I smiled the whole time the gospel was read I, I just happened to go to mass it wasn't mm-hmm. like I had prayed with the readings for four hours before Yeah, I just went to mass and that brought me a ton of consolation to just rest in the day mm-hmm. so I love it I think too like at least for Catholics too like forgetting scripture is something that we can't do um, and like, I remember learning about like the Psalms and praying with the Psalms and finding a lot of consolation in that sure, during college sure. for me was like, Oh, like this is God's love letter, like to me. Amen. And so like being able to, to dig into scriptures that way too. But yeah, that's such an important part that so often is looked over. 
Um, so a little bit of back my background. So I spent I didn't date in high school at all. So it was like a family rule. Didn't date in college, and it wasn't my choice. Well, until <laughs> senior year. And so <laughs> if I had had my plan, <laughs> but it wasn't. And so it was really easy to fall into the trap of comparison. So like sure. freshman through junior year, almost all my friends were dating, and and like I was single. And then it flipped in in senior year, and I was like in a serious relationship, and a lot of my friends weren't. So how can women who are single um, learn to embrace the beauty and the crosses that come with being single while not comparing themselves to women in their life who aren't? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, the temptation there with anything is in relationship, mm-hmm. there you will notice differences. Yep. You will notice similarities. It doesn't need to rob us of our happiness. Yeah. Um, I, I think it all boils down to one word, and it's, again, way simpler said than done. Mm-hmm. Gratitude. Yeah. Um, yeah, just being grateful for what we have been given. Mm-hmm. All the while acknowledging that ache. Christopher West is someone who I wish I could shout out to in every moment of my yes. life. Yes. <laughs> um, because of John Paul II, not just him, and yes. because of the Lord's glory. Yes, all of those. But Come my on. gracious, Christopher West, just <laughs> so good. It's a supernatural gift he's been given. Mm-hmm. It's, I've been blessed to be at a conference that he's given, and it just <laughs> to bask in that truth right. of. Yeah, I have these. I acknowledge the fact that I have these desires. I, I, mm-hmm. I'm 26 and single, and I still have the desire to get married. Yeah. And some days I feel like a crazy woman to still say out loud that I have that desire mm-hmm. when there's nothing on the table presenting itself as the as a viable option. Like yeah. there's not not a guy that I think that that's going to happen with mm-hmm. in the foreseeable future. Yeah. It's almost scandalous for me to fill a space and say, like, yeah, I still desire marriage, mm-hmm. and because somebody can come back at me and say. Well, how? Yeah. <laughs> where's the Where's the logic there, right? Mm-hmm. They can't point to anything. Um, and so the natural question that a lot of people ask is, are you going to be a nun, right? Yep. Immediately in that conversation, I'm not even comparing my reality to another person's. Mm-hmm. I'm comparing my own self to two different possibilities. Yes. And I think to look at today, to look at where that desire is and know and to sit with the Lord and to say, these, these are my desires. Mm-hmm. You know them. Lead me in them. And today, right in front of me, this is the life I've been given. Um, and this is the cross that I've been given. Yeah. Um, I think more concretely to look at um, the passion. I had someone direct me to whenever Jesus receives the cross, mm-hmm. it's splintery. And he looks at it and he embraces it. And there's a moment where he he quite literally hugs the cross. Mm-hmm. And I think for us, um, for single women, to look at... Um, to look at that cross and to, to embrace it with everything that I've been given, to hug it almost. Yeah. Um, as if it were my best friend. Yeah. Uh, because this is exactly where the Lord meets me. He meets me in my reality, and that is in my singleness, but it's beyond that. He meets yeah. me in my <laughs> Reebok tennis shoes, and he meets <laughs> me in my, uh, my drive down here today. Yeah. I can focus on the ways that he has met me rather than the ways that he hasn't. Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. And, like, not waiting for... Like finding that like final big V vocation for like to meet him either. So like Correct, finding yeah. him in the waiting too. Yeah. Well said, Chloe. Yeah. Yep. I love that. <laughs> so speaking of like rejoicing and being grateful. So Romans twelve fifteen, Saint <laughs> Paul talks about rejoicing with those who are joyful, and how that helps us live in harmony with others here on earth. How do we as women practice genuine joyfulness for the women in our lives? For instance, um, if we're single, how do we rejoice with women in our lives who are in relationships? Absolutely. 
I think the temptation there is to look at from the onset and to say, I, Dane Finney, don't, I'm not dating. Mm-hmm. Um, my friend, whomever, mm-hmm. I don't want to say anyone's name. <laughs> I have plenty. <laughs> but that are um, that are dating or engaged or getting married mm-hmm. or are married. Yeah. And it's easy for me to say one and they're two. Yep. Um, it's not true. It's It's Dane and then it's... Liz and Cody, you yeah. know, and, and they have a story. Yep. It's not, um, it's not a one and a two. It's yep. people. Yes. And I think the, I think the real way to rejoice is to, is for me to ask those questions and say, what is so special about him? Yep. Because that's the exciting part. I don't want to know just, I don't want to invite two random people to yep. get, go to their wedding. Yes. What <laughs> <laughs> I want to know is the story behind it. That's what yes. makes that's what makes that couple sparkle, mm-hmm. you know, and the, the specialness within them. So uh, within each of them and when they come together. Mm-hmm. I think um, it's been really interesting this year, actually. There's someone that I knew that's uh, from Benedictine. Yeah. And he's now married and his wife came to campus. And mm-hmm. it's beautiful to see how alive he is. Yep. It's a stark difference. <laughs> it's so cool. And I didn't really know her very well. Yeah. Um, I just met her in passing. Mm-hmm. And both of them are more fully alive being married yeah. and it's it's interesting because they're on the periphery of my life it's not yes. like I have an intimate friendship with either of them but I really rejoice in that couple because yeah. I see how he comes alive and I see how she has brought that about oh, um, so it's really cool and yeah. really special and I think um, t- truthfully as as frank as this is mm-hmm. how do we as women practice genuine joyfulness for the women in our lives I think it's we put ourselves aside yep um, it's it's not about they're married before me. Mm-hmm. Why am I a part of their marriage? I, I, it's really it really has to come from from a spirit uh, within my own heart of it's about you and I'm celebrating you. Yep. And that doesn't mean that I don't want that too. Yes, it's just right now it doesn't have to be about me. Yep. Um, when that comes up, give it to the Lord or talk about it with your friend if she's willing to or talk about it with your mom or or another (laughs) friend you know to to have some solidarity in that but you simply put yourself aside I simply have to put myself aside Mm -hmm. and choose to to rejoice with them when they're rejoicing and to weep when they're weeping yeah um and not saying like oh I'm so glad that things are hard for you because that means that when people are dating, they're hurting too, like me. Yeah. It's not no. about that. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's not about that. It's about your friend and the person that she is and yep. the person that she's dating. Yeah. Um, it's not about me. I love that. And, like, you look at, like, the definition of love, like, John Paul II, Thomas Aquinas, Christopher West, like, talks about, like, willing the good of the other. And, like, how yeah. a lot of times that means, like, yeah, that means that I go on the back burner, not because I'm not good enough or, like, anything right. like that, but because I want to love them authentically. And that means stepping aside. And like, oh, that's so beautiful. Gosh, I wish I'd heard this in college. I just needed it all back then. <laughs> okay, so how do we as women battle loneliness in our lives? So <laughs> I'm not good at this at all, even as I've been married and dating. And when I was um, dating Joseph and we had a big chunk before our wedding still, I went to spiritual direction and just brought that up. Like, I'm, I'm dating, but there's still aspects of my life that are lonely and how my spiritual director yeah. was like, you have to learn to be alone by yourself and like what that looks like and being able to like rest in God's plan for you too, which was really good. Yeah. And so difficult. Oh my gosh. So yeah. Difficult. Right? <laughs> I thought I liked me a lot and then I had to like spend one-on-one time with me and I'm like, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> I love how you said that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but 
when we're in that loneliness, if there's women who are listening who are battling that or if you've battled that, how do we sure. guard our hearts against comparison, which we've talked about, but like feeling like we're left behind, feeling like we're inadequate, not wanting to spend time with ourselves, wishing, you know, we had someone to spend time with, um, especially when like everyone else feels miles ahead. Cause I know that when like I was sure. single, it was like everyone, like couples are everywhere. This looks like everyone is married, but me. And I feel really <laughs> left behind. <laughs> yeah. 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 The, uh, perception and reality mm-hmm. you know where that meets up and you're like honestly everyone and then you sit back and you're like okay I'm going to two weddings this year yeah it totally feels yep. like that and yep. I don't I don't mean that to be invalidated oh, no. at all you're fine just, I get you <laughs> yep um I think I think number one in battling loneliness mm-hmm. is um man I think it's just acknowledging that it catches up to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't automatically think I'm lonely. Mm-hmm. I think, wow, I really want to do this. I really want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to yeah. do this. And then when everyone leaves and no one's around and it's like, I don't know, I work at a college. So at four o'clock on a Friday, yep. everyone's got their thing and they're outside the hall mm-hmm. and I'm in my office and I think it's really quiet in here. Yep. Oh, maybe I am lonely. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I'll get to that answer. Yep. Um, I, when those little little triggers or little flare-ups come along, I don't automatically attribute that to loneliness. Mm -hmm. And I think once I attribute it to that, I have two options. Call somebody, (laughs) you know, or get get outside myself. Mm -hmm. Um, Or I can turn inwardly. Yeah. And one is happier. (laughs) Yep. Very much so. (laughs) And and then you you run the risk with the first one. You Mm -hmm. run the risk of, I've called seven people. None of them are on their phone. Oh my gosh, I feel even more lonely. Yep. Honestly, just a change of scenery. Sometimes yeah. I just need to go outside and go on a walk. Yep. Um, and just to look around. Uh, and not in a fake way, but my goodness, there's a lot of beauty out there. Yeah. Even if you walk around here, there's concrete. I yep. get that. But there's also a lot of bushes. Yes. And there's a lot of flowers. And mm-hmm. there's, depending on the season, you know, um, yeah. the sunshine. Mm-hmm. Look at an article that you're fascinated by. Look at... Um, yeah, truth, goodness, and beauty. Yep. Find them. Yep. Um, and know what it is that your your proclivity is there. Mm-hmm. If the beauty that I like is not watercolor, mm-hmm. but it's my best friends, I'm, in my time of loneliness, I'm not going to go after watercolor. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to turn on Penny and Sparrow, or yep. I'm going to turn on Mumford and Son. Yep. I'm going to turn on something that I have access to. Yeah. Um, and as funny as it is, I've never met Mumford and Sons. I've seen them live in concert, but yep. I've never met them. But I feel like I know them. There's a connection there. So yeah. it's not necessarily... That's within my control. It's mm-hmm. not within my control to get someone, pick them up, and bring them over Come into my company. Here. Yes. Right? Um, yep. And that that fills the void. That fills the ache. Um, not permanently. We're not supposed to do this side of heaven. But, yeah. Um, I think that that's... Looking at what is in our control and, and bringing that readily. Um, helping ourselves out in that. It's It's a call to motion, I think. Um, yes. outside of ourselves whether in whatever avenue that is mm-hmm. um, sometimes it's people t- they go on a run sometimes they bake cookies sometimes they yeah. whatever if that's rejuvenating by all means go do it <laughs> do your thing do it um, I notice for me sometimes in my loneliness what I'll be tempted to turn to is and this could be something that a student can relate to is mm-hmm. is work yep. um, school work and I'm just going to dive all into this because mm-hmm. it's fulfilling it's satisfying I can cross it off my list yep and I think a real challenge there is at times is to sit still yeah. and to be and to receive. And so that might be a song. That might be a poem. Yeah. Um, but the uncomfortability with that is, is, as you said, 
it's hard to be um, keep company with a person that you don't like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And sometimes in that time of loneliness, we see areas that we don't like. Yep. Um, and I think, I know, overwhelmingly is uh, wrestle with that. Why? Yep. Wrestle with that why. Yep. And then when you're ready, talk to somebody who who loves you and, and is your supporter and your advocate. Yep. In an authentic way, not... Who truly wills your good and to say, that's a lie, Chloe. Mm-hmm. You're actually beautiful. Yeah. Um, that's a lie, Chloe. You're putting your entire worth into that. Yep. That's a lie, Dane. Stop striving to earn all the love that you can. Yeah. Put it aside. Yeah. Um, and I think if we know what we like, just choose those things. Yes. It's not selfish. I think so often... Um, for a long time, I thought that I had to choose the hardest route because mm-hmm. that was holier. Yep. I'm doing air quotes for everyone that can't <laughs> see me. And um, simply choose what you enjoy, what mm-hmm. makes you happy. Yep. In those moments. Yeah. If it's towards the good. Yes. Yeah. And knowing yourself and knowing what you do like and exploring that. Like if you don't know the answer to that question too, or just like start at the very base. Find out. Yep. And I, and I think this whole piece of not adequate, um, mm-hmm. everyone else feels miles ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, why does marriage necessitate that I'm behind? That? Yeah. You know, and uh, I feel that. Mm-hmm. Totally feel that. Yep. Not every moment of every day, but <laughs> I really do feel that at times. Mm-hmm. And um, I, don't, I don't think our lives, I don't think the Lord looks at us in that way. Uh, yeah. And no, he doesn't. Mm-hmm. That's not loving. No, nope. it's not loving. No, nope. that's a pressure cooker. Yes, it is. And pressure is not is not of the good spirit. Mm-hmm. Amen. 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 Okay. For women who you know in your lives who are in relationships, or women who are listening who have friends that they have in relationships, <clears throat> um, when you look into or like observe things from people's dating lives where you're loving them, you're willing their good, and what they're doing in their relationship isn't willing their good or the good of the person they're dating. How do you approach a situation like that to offer fraternal correction, but not have it come across as like, I'm only saying this because I'm jealous about your relationship, or I'm only saying this because I want you to hurt because I'm hurting too. And how do you approach those situations? Yeah. I think over... Um, overwhelmingly, mm-hmm. if I am jealous, I don't have that conversation. Yep. <laughs> nope, that's a really good way to put yeah. it. <laughs> and um, I overthink, so mm-hmm. that's my tendency. So I'm not going to react immediately with a yep. lot of uh, tenacity. Don't get me wrong, give me in a basketball game, that's going to happen. <laughs> um, but in this situation, I'll, I'll think it over way too long. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think uh, my best litmus test is to say, okay, am I actually correct you out of jealousy? And if I don't, if I can't answer that question, mm-hmm. I'll honestly call my mom. Because yeah. she's out of the situation and she's she will tell me. Yep. I will call um, a really good priest friend mm-hmm. who is unafraid to tell me the truth and which is why I, I like cherish our friendship yeah. so much. Um, and then if I'm not jealous, it's a matter of, man, I, I really feel left out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just watched a, a little talk. It's three minutes. It's a little caricature cartoon by yeah. Brene Brown about oh, blame. Yes. And so she gives this silly example, mm-hmm. silly example that um, <laughs> she spills coffee all over her and she goes, she gets really short on the phone with her husband uh-huh. and she goes, yeah, it's your fault that I spilled the coffee. Long story short, he stayed out later than he had planned the night before. She had to make extra coffee the yep. next day. And rather than saying, hey, it hurt my feelings that you didn't respect my wishes the night yeah. before, 
she just blames him for making her spill her coffee. Yep. Right? And yep. that story made me belly laugh because I can think of 10 examples yep. from today where I've done that to other people, right? Um, and if we're transparent, if I'm transparent enough to say, um, really, truly, I want your good. Yep. And he's not respecting you in this way. Yeah. Or he's, yeah. Yeah. Not treating you as he could. Not giving you the proper dignity. Yeah. No, that makes sense. And yeah. And looking at it with that jealousy, like lens of it too, is such a good way to do it. So like if there's any like sense of like, I'm doing this because I'm angry or I'm doing this because I'm jealous, then it's just like, nope, I don't even need to have that conversation or start that up. Yeah. Or not yet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or like pause and <laughs> get myself out of the situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's such a good way to, to, to phrase it. And then I think, too, if, if they perceive you as coming across jealous, mm-hmm. jealously, um, uh, for me, I j- that's really challenging to, to not be vain and yeah. to not care of their reaction. If I honestly know wholeheartedly my intentions were to not yeah. be uh, correcting out of jealousy, mm-hmm. Their opinion is valid, but it's it's not something that I have to listen to. Yeah, um, and to be free of that. Yep. and to say I actually did the best thing I could for you, regardless of yep. their per- like their receptivity. Like, yeah, or how they perceived it doesn't reflect the reality of what it is for you. Yep, yep, that makes sense. That but makes I had to have permission. Yes, for that from yeah. a lot of other people. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, how do you gracefully broach the topic to girlfriends that you have? who are dating or who are married that you don't want to be left behind or forgotten or only seen as important or like that they want to spend time with you when they don't have something going on with a boyfriend or a husband. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a tough one. Mm -hmm. Honestly. Um, again, it's that whole thing of vulnerability of saying, these are my wounds. And I to say, I feel left out. Yep. This is silly. And I know that you're taking steps towards a greater good Mm -hmm. of welcoming a man into your life. Yeah. But I'm just going to call a spade a spade, and I'm hurting, <laughs> and I'm alone, yep. and I haven't done a good job of putting forth effort in X, Y, or Z, yep. and um, I miss my friend. Yep. And if I can say something like that, I think I think it merits the conversation. Yeah. If, if honestly, uh, I don't miss that person's company, mm-hmm. necessarily, uh, or if I really, truly think... I don't, I don't need to be in their life as, as regularly, mm-hmm. then I won't have the conversation because yeah. I, I, I don't feel forgotten, yes. quote unquote. I just am going to give them the benefit of the doubt and they're doing the best they can. Yeah. I get overwhelmed too when I'm single. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. Yep. That makes sense. And I think too, like having the courage to have that conversation. Like Oof. I knew that when I was single and in college, there was a lot of times where I'm just like, I left I let, I assumed that they just, they wanted to forget me and I didn't mm. ever have those intentional conversations where it was like, Hey, let's have a sit down chat and a heart to heart about this. And instead it was like, I'm just going to sit in my pain and if they miss me, then they're going to have to come to me. And so instead being like that open and like reaching yeah. out. Yeah. It's such a big difference. It makes, made a huge difference. Like when I started having those conversations. Absolutely. So, yep. And I remember, um, like feeling that, especially with a really good friend from high school mm-hmm. and we both went to college. She's not married to him mm-hmm. and they have. They have two little ones, mm-hmm. and through that first relationship, like my close one of my closest friends was dating, and I wasn't. Yeah. And as time went on, I'm so grateful that that happened early. Yeah. You know, when I was 18. Yeah. Because it just gave me the opportunity to say, 
oh my gosh, yeah, legitimately any of my friends could get married to whoever they're dating now. Yeah. Once I was in college. Yeah. And so because I had that turn of events my senior year of high school, yeah, it was a great learning opportunity for yeah. me. And so really, truly young ladies that are in college, it does get easier because it's more commonplace for your friends to yep. just get married. Yep. And so it's not something you see that you're less part of the equation mm-hmm. and it's more about them answering a, honestly, a, a vocational call. Yeah. And yeah. less about uh, how inadequate you feel as a friend. Yep. Nope, or terrible sense. that you are as a friend or whatever yep. lie comes up with yeah. you in that. Yeah. Or, yeah, and how many lies can pop up in that too. Oof. Oh my gosh. <laughs> They're sneaky little brats. <laughs> so much so. <laughs> okay. When you're single and you have an opportunity where it comes where someone's asked you out or someone's asked you to be in a relationship with them, how do you discern if you're looking to date them out of true motives? Like, I'm wanting to discern a vocation with you. Or if you're dating them out of the motives of like, I'm lonely, I don't feel adequate. This is finally my chance. I can't miss it. I can't like let this one slip by kind of thing. <laughs> Yeah, there's a, that's a real temptation. Mm-hmm. It is um, to say, I think if any of those questions come up, I, the, the big one there for me that I can totally relate to is, I wonder if this is my one chance I got to jump on. Yep. And I might rock some boats here, but I think that um, anytime a guy asks a girl out on a date, mm-hmm. I think really truly if, if we're intuitive creatures, women are. Yep. And so to say... Um, yeah, in my gut, I just I just don't think that's that's gonna work out. Mm-hmm. Say no. I, I think to I think for um, going on the first date and giving false hope, I, that's a lie. I, I think you should just say no. Um, that that inclination comes up in every woman's heart. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm attracted to this guy. Or, no, I don't. I don't think this is gonna work. Mm-hmm. If you've already said no in your heart, when you go there, you're not gonna act like it's yep. gonna. Or you're going to try to conjure up the emotions to make it... Mm-hmm. And then it just continues on that lie. Of like, yeah, it makes it bigger. And yeah. yeah. Yep. And that person, that guy's probably going to be great and have great qualities. Yeah. So then because you've convinced yourself that it's okay, you're going to continue down that road. Yep. Um, or maybe not have done that. Hence the reason I say that I can, mm-hmm. I can do that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think to look out for the, the true motive, um, I think in these times of... I know in these times of loneliness and... Um, they're times of preparation. They're not times of idleness. And to to say, I, I want I want to be married, and mm-hmm. I want to be married because that's a desire that's been given to me. Yep. Not for any other reason. And I know it's going to be challenging. There's going to be sacrifices. I don't want a guy with attributes. It's silly to have a list of attributes from one to a hundred of yeah. all the things that he must have. Mm-hmm. But there's probably five that you're not going to be compromising on. Yep. And know those. If he's, if he is a good-hearted man who treats you well and is genuine and it's safe, mm-hmm. go on a date. It's yeah. okay. Yep. <laughs> but you don't need to know if you're gonna marry him. Yes. And yeah, <laughs> you don't have to know that after the first date or the second date or <laughs> the fifth. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just, um, and to have that freedom to that we can say no if we don't want to go on that date. Yeah. I, I needed that permission again, mm-hmm. and I also needed the permission to say. Um, it's it's challenging at Benedictine College. I'll just, I'll just call it. It's a they lovingly call it a bubble. I'd say it's a greenhouse, but it's a small space. <laughs> In both of these, it's a small space, mm-hmm. and um, people know, people talk, yeah. and so 
men on one side get very stressed out because they don't want the girls to blow it out of proportion or all of her, her friends to blow it out of proportion. Yep. And all the girls are like, can you just ask me to coffee? Why is this so hard? <laughs> and it's because people know. Yep. Um, there's that added component of quote-unquote pressure. Mm-hmm. And I think... I think realizing, no, I if I talk about how much I like Sam mm-hmm. for with every single one of my girlfriends, yep. <laughs> um, Sam's gonna probably hear about it. Yep. <laughs> and it's and it's and it's one of those things. Are we are we talking about Sam just to talk about Sam? Yep. Or what is it about Sam that's special? Yep. And um, letting him come to that truth in his own time rather than. <laughs> turning his head from <laughs> 45 other sources. <laughs> yeah. Nope, that makes total sense. I like it a lot. <laughs> and just good concrete advice, too, which is so great, like, easy to apply into daily life. Speaking of daily lives, um, <laughs> kind of going back to that, like, what we first started talking about, like, contentment and gratitude. Um, and how, what are some practical ways to foster that in our daily lives regardless of where we're at in our vocations because like it's not only important when you're single it's so important like in every step of life so like do you have any concrete practical advice for gratitude and contentment yeah yeah um i'm i'm a hypocrite because i don't do these every day (laughs) but what i strive to do and i honestly strive to do Mm -hmm. um in every season of life and what i mean by that is um, this summer, uh, both of my grandmothers passed away in May. And so to, to choose contentment looked different, yeah. looked way differently in May mm-hmm. and even June and July than it does now in yeah. October. It, it just does. Yep. And so um, to know that it's a choice regardless mm-hmm. of any season. Yeah. Um, yeah, I couldn't, I can't say the prayer, I'm glad my grandmothers are apart from me. That, that's not a prayer to no. say. Uh-uh. But I can say I am grateful that they're at peace. Yeah. You know, and to and to look at that and to come to peace within myself from yes. saying those prayers. Um, I think by doing that in the morning, right when I wake up, um, mm-hmm. either with that with my knees on the ground beside my bed, yeah. or as I have pushed snooze two times and to have my alarm setting say, glory be. Yep. You know, and at least I've started saying glory be to the Father. Why am I up <laughs> to the sun? <laughs> you know, as I'm like hastening to the next activity yep. or brushing my teeth or whatever it may be. Yep. Um, little concrete little things that I do and then before I, I don't do it before I go to bed I do it after dinner mm-hmm. um because if I do it right before I go to bed my head is hit the pillow and I'm yep. asleep thank yep. god I fall asleep that quickly that's awesome. honestly I'm it's jealous, awesome actually. I'm very grateful but to say that I will continually keep up that habit mm-hmm. again nighttime's not when I really yep. have <laughs> routine or <laughs> prayer for hours um just to get too tired <laughs> but after after eating meal to look at my day and to say um I'm so grateful for this. Mm-hmm. Um, or that person really lit up today when I was around them, and I'm grateful for that. Uh, my job is to discipline students. Mm-hmm. Part of my job is to do that. And I can't say any of those are necessarily fun or enjoyable yeah. to reprimand someone for misbehavior. Mm-hmm. But when they leave that, that room and they leave with a smile on their face and they're not in tears or they've come to contrition or yeah. I, get to, I get to be a part of that. Yeah. That's spectacular. Mm-hmm. Um, now, when my friend asked me about how my day was that day, how do I phrase that? Yeah. I had 15 meetings today. Oh my gosh, this was so hard. And sometimes I do. Yeah. Because those are all true statements. Mm-hmm. And it takes me a while to sift through that in order to get to the actual heart of, yeah. I got to instruct 15 people today mm-hmm. and two of them actually listened Yep. It was stellar. 
<laughs> you know, and yeah. to like kind yep. of bask in that almost. Yeah. Um, I cut that. Um, honestly, it's an examination of your day. Yep. I cut that out. And I thought an examination was to look at all the things, all the misdeeds I'd done. Yep. Man, that's a misappropriation. Mm-hmm. And I wish everyone knew. Please listen to, if you hear nothing else. Um, examine your day to look for the good in which the Lord gave us. The yeah. Lord has given everything, has made everything, and delights in the fact that we're his sons and daughters. And so to, to look at the fact of, I could tell you that I went to Panera today, but mm-hmm. I, there was also this cute little woman who was working who was very pregnant, and I got to tell oh. her, congratulations. And I was kind of nervous. I was like, maybe she's not pregnant. I mean, you know, you always kind of run the risk there. And I really was overjoyed to see a pregnant woman Mm -hmm. out and about in in Kansas City, just because it's rarer than Mm -hmm. a Benedictine. Yeah. (laughs) And she turned and she looked at me and she, she glowed because somebody like paid attention to her. You know, I don't know her name, Mm -hmm. but, um, I can talk to you about that rather than the things that went wrong on my way here. Right. Yep. Yeah. Um, that perception of like how what you focus on can change your heart. Yeah. And I think surrounding ourselves with people who who acknowledge the good in us. Yes. Don't make us defend what we're saying. Yep. Um, and let us have uh, the freedom to, to vent, to to have an emotion mm-hmm. and to celebrate those joys because I think yes. that's the hardest thing actually to, to be yeah. vulnerable with is to come back at the end of the day because yep. you run the risk of being boastful. Yes. And that's yeah. not the intention Mm-mm. nine times out of ten. It's just to say, this was so cool. Well, someone plays with yes, me. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> and what a true opportunity we give others when we yeah. provide that environment. Yep. And when we start taking those steps, people around us naturally follow suit. Yeah. People are attracted to goodness. They yep. can't Yep. Can't sever that. So That's so true. Yeah, I think the glory be in the morning or mm-hmm. whatever form of prayer in the examine in the evening mm-hmm. time are the two concrete ways and then thirdly that community of people who and it doesn't even be the same people every day mm-hmm. it's just yeah no five in different spheres of life yep. that breathe life into you yeah um, yeah and remind you that those rote prayers don't have to be rote it yep. can just be routine yeah um, no day is the same might be ordinary yes but <laughs> No, not the same. Yeah. So new things to appreciate. Very true. And a different, like another chance to look at it again and see all the beauty in it. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) I love it. How do you live out your feminine genius in your everyday life today as a single woman? I really truly think um, it's all about about being receptive. Mm -hmm. So whatever's been given me on a particular day, being receptive to that. And I think I know some days are a lot easier to receive than others. Yeah. I know certain people are easier to receive than others. And I think um, regardless of actually bringing forth children, mm-hmm. my ability to receive people and their emotion and the, yep. the junk that they're mm-hmm. bringing, as well as the absolute joys. Yeah. I can take those on, and I know you can too, Chloe. Yeah. Uh, the moment I walked into your apartment and I, and I come into this space, it feels like a welcoming space. Um, and I just met you, right? <laughs> yep. And I think to encounter other women who do that, who receive me in the way that I am, mm-hmm. um, helps me to, to emulate that back. Every day that I pray a rosary, I feel a stark difference in the way that my day goes on because I've actually thought about mom. Yep. Oh, uh, some well, some dams. I just say the Hail Marys as fast as I can to get through it. Right? Um, yep. But 
to be inspired by women who make me want to be better. I love it. And to be receptive to, to whatever comes my way. I fail with that often. Yep. I really do. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, really do. Um, but there are ways in which, yeah, loving the people around me has brought more joy than I can articulate and it would take me a lifetime to tell you. <laughs> no, that's so beautiful. Thanks for coming on the show. My pleasure. Thanks for driving up here. <laughs> My pleasure. Thanks for taking, thanks for being receptive and saying yes. And I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Check out the show notes for this episode at oldfashionedgirlblog.com and please take a few minutes to rate this podcast on iTunes. If you'd like to support Letters to Women financially, you can find out more at patreon.com slash letters to women. And that's all I have for today. So until next time, be not afraid.